Liz, I have something to confess. Oh, no. Here we go. Let's go. Over the last uh, 32 years, I have been sleeping with a beautiful, exotic, foreign, hot model. (laughs) Since Uh, we were a baby? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Which makes this even more (laughs) fucked up. And you should be laughing right now. Um, (laughs) And uh, named... And I know this is, I know this makes me sound stupid, but named Hilaria Goebbels or Goebbels. <laughs> Hilaria? Hilaria Goebbels, yes. And, uh, you know, we met at like a baby mixer. Um, she was an adult. Uh, she was like a chaperone there, but we mm. hit it off. An adult adult or an adult baby? No, no, she was, she was, she was in her mid forties. Um, and you know, we like kept in contact for a long time and like, I just, <laughs> Things things have been intimate on and off with us for a while, and like I unfortunately have told her basically everything about you. About um, me? Yeah, I haven't told her anything about me, but I've told her everything <laughs> about you. Uh, and she's been, I guess, technically, I'm finding out through the papers and stuff like that. Also, through actually believing her when she tells me she is a registered foreign agent for the Fourth Reich. Um, <laughs> And so I'm going to go ahead and say Mia culpa on this. My bad. Mia? Yeah. Mia culpa. This is, you know, <laughs> this is, that's how I think of it in my head. So Mia culpa on that. Is it a little Mia Italian Copa, guy? Yeah. Like, uh, and so I just want to say, I'm sorry for this. I, you know, I don't know what she could even do with your social. I give your social security number out all the time. So I don't think mm. it's that big a deal. Well, no one does just, anything with that's it. That's just the one that they assigned me. That's not my real one. That's right, you little perverts. You guessed it. You know what we're talking about today. Sex. <laughs> Wait, no, we're not. We're talking a little bit about Uh-oh. it. Oh. Using sex to get what you want. Mm. Let's gesture towards it. We're going to gesture towards it. Um, I like last night. say that. Uh, I guess it's, I was, uh, Andrew told me last night that Steve mm. Harvey spoke at his high school. That's Which weird. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Did he and go I to guess, like a joke high school? It just went to, I mean, public high school in Seattle. I don't know if it's mm. good or bad or anything. In the, the Chaz. I mean, they they yeah, yeah. He was educated <laughs> in the Chaz. Um, but uh, Steve Harvey came out and he was like, mm. all you fellas out there, you got to work hard, blah, blah, blah. All you ladies out there. He's talking, mind you, to like freshmen. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ladies are sitting uh, between your legs. You have a gold mine. He said that. <laughs> yeah, to a, to a group of high school students, which Jesus is, Christ. I guess, uh, I guess Steve Harvey. Guess people walked out. Inappropriate. Which I, would not, I would stay there and see what else it was going to. Also, that was like what? I mean, how old is Andrew? That was like last year or something. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was. <laughs> well, it was you know a few. Um, a few so, months, yeah. If that wasn't a little hint, we have Steve Harvey with us today. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. My name I'm, is Liz. I'm, I'm, I'm Brace. Sorry, I'm so nervous. <laughs> we, have, we have my f- 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 friend, Young Chomsky, who's not feeling well. So, ladies and gentlemen out there, I want you to, while you're listening to this, I want you to think 
Oh, Young Chomsky, please feel better. Oh, please feel better. Oh, I want you. I want you to feel better. Uh, and the podcast is called True and On: The Power of Hope. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. So, yes, we are talking about SEX, mm-hmm. but not just yet. <laughs> no, we are we are first. So, this is going to be. I think this is our last pod before the trial starts. The last pod. Before the trial uh, starts. <laughs> yes. Okay. I knew I, you wanted to go somewhere with that. You did, but you, you didn't know, know where you could go. Going. And so you, yeah. But it's beginning, it's beginning in seven, a, a week from today. Yes. A week from today. We'll be there. Front row. Actually, not front row, because I think that's guests of, well, <laughs> I think actually, that's actually where Galen sits. Liz, actually, I didn't want to bring this up, but I am actually going to be in the front row. Uh, we can talk about this after, but Aww. there is some, we, there's some this stuff we, probably should work out before this trial starts. <laughs> um, but yes, we are going to be there. Um, Liz in the docket on trial and mm. myself as her lawyer. Uh, <laughs> and um, we, uh, there's been, there's been, there's been this sort of a last like burst of news coming out of the courtroom mm. before, uh, before they execute her on the 29th. Yeah. And, uh, the, there's a, there's some jury pool drama. They've been whittling it down. Mm, whittling. Mm-hmm. I love that. Whittling, which I always spell wrong, by the way. It's whittle. Um, yeah, they're whittling down. They are announcing or picking the final 12 jurors. They're being selected. I shouldn't say announcing or picking. It's not like, like an, you know, America's Got Talent or whatever. I don't even watch mm-hmm. that show. Where did that come from? I don't know. Uh, they are selecting the 12 jurors along with the six alternates. Monday morning, and then they're going to go into opening statements, which should be interesting. The trial, like we said, was supposed to uh, last about six weeks. Here's hoping. Yeah, I've heard that the uh, the defense is hoping for twelve horny men. Oh my god, that's horrible. To be on the jury. That's that's the you joke like you that? wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, you didn't like that? No. Okay. Well, we're keeping it in anyways. Okay. Uh, so uh, there was a, a juror got excluded for saying that he met Jeffrey Epstein. Which is very funny. Yes. Which is, you know, you don't, I mean, I guess, why even show up? So of that's all my the question. Gin joints in all the towns. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, downtown Manhattan, probably not that crazy. Well, they're selecting from all over. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But, uh, Another gal uh, got got kicked out for saying that her daughter was uh, involved with the anti-sexual violence group Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting is that so she she mentioned that, and then at the trial, Isabel Maxwell, who is there, present sister, one of the twins, one of Gillian's uh, twin sisters, Isabel Maxwell. Uh, she like leans over and whispered to one of Gillian's lawyers. I'm assuming. Miss Bobby, um, Bobby with an I, and then right after excluded. Yes, so she was like, "Ah, uh-uh, we can't be having that." Yeah. Um, in addition to Isabel being there, one of the, uh, I gotta say, this lady has stuck by Ghislaine through thick and thin, and so it's no surprise to see her there. Miss Leia Safian, ladies and gentlemen, will be mm. there. And now you might be wondering, who is this fucking freak? Well, she is, and. I there I might have another tidbit about her that I might be mixing her up with someone else. I'll have to mm. check up on that. But uh she was confirmed the uh basically the person behind that infamous in and out photo of Ghislaine sitting there and reading the uh the CIA book at In and Out that was released right when people were asking where the hell she would was. Yeah. Um 
but uh, let me see if I can find her. I, I, I could swear that she had a Twitter um, where she talked about football a lot, but I hmm. might, I can't find it now. Hmm. Um, but anyway, she is a lawyer and she is a, a jolly looking woman and I cannot wait to spend some time with her. Mm. In my head, she has like kind of a um, Kate plus eight haircut. I don't know what that is, but she looks exactly like you'd think. Mm. So we're probably on the same page. And to yes. my listeners, our listeners who know what I'm referring to, kudos. So Ghislaine is having the time of her year there at the trial. Yeah. Okay. So last time we checked in with you little gumshoes out there and Miss Ghislaine Maxwell in here, she was not looking so good. She had a black eye. She's mm-hmm. all whining to the papers. She's calling her, you know, her brother is calling her like the new Julian Assange or whatever. Yes. They're talking about, you know, the disgusting treatment at Americans' prisons, which, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then this bitch breezes into the courtroom. She's got a new hair cut, totally new haircut, mm-hmm. black eye gone, looking uh, fantastic. She's blowing kisses to like people in the in the courtroom. She's laughing. She's canoodling. Uh-huh. Like this is. She is a whole new woman, stylish, confident. She's got her groove back. And so she, it, it is in, in federal court. I think this is, I don't know if this is the same in state court, but in federal court, I know that you can't actually have the defendant be in chains and like a jumpsuit during the proceedings. Mm. So she's like in normal-ish clothes. Why I mean, is she that? Always, what do you mean, why is That's good that they don't do that. Because that no, prejudices think, the jury. Because it's yeah, like, sure. if you bring a guy out in chains, you're like, Oh, that guy's guilty. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's the guy. It's the jailhouse guy. It's the criminal. If we're looking for a guy who did it, it's got to be the guy who's in (laughs) handcuffs. Are you crazy? Who else would it be? It's the prison guy. They should just Um, make everyone come out in that, and then no one could be biased. Well, what the British do is they really sort of throw sand in your eyes by making everyone look as insane as possible. (laughs) So no one could even tell. I mean, they bring you out. They have an executioner Mm. instead (laughs) of a bailiff in British courtrooms. They have a guy in the full hood and everything with an axe. Yeah, and they make everyone wear wigs and funny costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she seems to be in high spirits, uh, which is a little confusing to me because I still don't think this trial is going to go well for her. Like I, I yeah. have, I have played out all of the different possibilities here, and I don't think there's any way she's getting off uh, with. Uh, 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 yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be good for her. And so mm. maybe she is sort of hinting that they have something at their sleeve, or maybe she's just a fucking. Honestly, maybe she's just practicing mindfulness and living in the moment and is glad to see her friends. Yeah, maybe she's just also, you know what? She knows you got to, she's a girl, so she knows you put that energy out there, it comes right back at you. She's, exactly. she's doing the secret. She's yeah. in there, you know, mind over matter. But it's yeah. true. It is weird. Vicki Ward, uh, she's there and she tweeted this morning in court, Gillian Maxwell looked anything but unhealthy. She was glowing and relaxed. I was prepared for a shock, but the shock I got was different from the one I expected. I got to say, not a fan of that tweet. Not a fan of that lady, but also I know. she 
she should know. I mean, she was she's seen Ghislaine in high spirits when they've hung out before. And so she this must be a real this must be a shock for her. Obviously yeah. she's prepared for it. My God, my old friend there, shackled or not actually shackled. I did just say that she wasn't, but unshackled, but still with the looming sort of Damocles type shackles hanging above her head, a ghostly visage above her, like almost like a like an iron, like a halo that could descend upon her at any moment and tighten. Yeah. Well, there's there's been a couple I've seen a, a lot of. Uh, I hate to be this. I hate to be a debunker here. A debunker. I'm have to debunk a couple things. I'm I gotta to say, it's so things. funny when you tweet that. To, I mean, not tweet that when you text that to me. I thought it was that the first time you did it. I thought it was um, like a spell check thing. Oh uh, yeah. And then I realized, oh no, you're saying debunking. And then I yeah, said it I'm out loud, debunking. and then I laughed to myself. And then, you know, I had a nice time. I got to debunk a couple things. <laughs> One debunk me. Is that a lot of people have been like, right. hmm, interesting that the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial was televised, but the Ghislaine Maxwell is not televised. Yes. Th- what are they, morons? They're, they don't, they don't, that's because Kyle Rittenhouse's trial, like that's the OJ trial, <laughs> was in state court. So they are videotaped. Yeah, debunked. I'm debunking you by saying this. Yeah, Federal cases <laughs> are not videotaped. You notice that there wasn't any videotape of the Jeffrey Epstein trial either because it's in a federal fucking court. Yeah, what is it? How stupid do you have to be? People are so well, stupid. I, exactly. I mean, you, you know, just think about it for a couple of seconds. You know what? I do think that it's good for our debunk squad, though. People keep being stupid because it's pretty easy to debunk that. Well, Truanon is a huge vertical that we devote mm. a ton of resources for, which is just filled with the, some of the top debunkers in the nation. <laughs> um, another thing, too, is that there's this like court document going around from last year saying like these are the these are the witnesses and co-defendants and blah blah. Oh blah. yeah, and it's like Jay Z and Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's no. Jay Z will not be present at this trial. That no, is debunked. from a case that got dismissed. Uh, yeah, last year it, was it is from a psycho. Yes, people see it's a court. If something that's the thing, it's it's a little. Let's maybe think for a couple seconds. This possibly a little too good to be true. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry your pretty little head about yeah. it. It's don't just, look into it. Yeah. It's don't debunked. Look, yeah, it's debunked. Consider it debunked. <laughs> All right. Well, there was some stuff that came out about uh, a, a, a sort of cryptic article in the Telegraph. Oh um, my god! That came not on Telegraph, but in the Telegraph that came out about uh, about somebody who might make an appearance, be making an appearance at this trial. Yeah. So Brace and I spent some time trying to figure this one out. Um, the article base uh, basically mentions a woman who. Mm-hmm and this is a direct quote, cannot be named for legal reasons, who is expected to appear as a witness for the prosecution. Now, again, I want to be clear. It's Some reports are saying that this is one of Ghislaine's accusers, and some are saying that it's a witness for the prosecution. They're being really loosey-goosey with the language here. Yeah, and it's unclear what's what. And, you know, I'll explain why that's important in a second. So, the woman who cannot be named for legal reasons is expected to appear as a witness for the prosecution at Maxwell's trial due to start on November 29th and set to be the trial of a century. Well, I agree. 
But according to the Telegraph, it has now come to light that the woman was paid up to 40,000 pounds to help a tabloid newspaper set up Mr. Tom Parker Bowles, Mm -hmm. son of the Duchess of Cornwall, as part of a well-publicized sting in 1999. Now, Brace. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Who is the Duchess of Cornwall? The Duchess. This is why are you asking me this? The Duchess of Fundy. (laughs) The Duchess of Cornwall is. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Camilla Charles's wife. Am I right about this? Yes. Yes. Camilla Parker Bowles. Now, Mm -hmm. Camilla Parker Bowles. First of all, phrase because I know you just googled this. Do you see a photo of her? Yes. No, I knew I knew it. I just didn't remember which one she was married to. I always yeah, mix yeah, up yeah. when the royals get really old, I think mm. all of them are the ones that's married well, they, to the queen. Yeah. Well, they also all look the same because they're all related. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But it's yeah, I I I it's I always mix it. I am not a royal correspondent here. Mm. So she first of all, not a looker. I'm just not saying. a well, I don't think that's fair to say. No, I'm I looking it's, at it right now. <laughs> So, yes, she was Prince Charles's long-standing mistress, even while he was married mm-hmm. to Diana. Diana dies. These two get hitched. Her son becomes, I guess, Prince Charles' stepson. Now, mm-hmm. that kid is Tom Parker Bowles, who now apparently, and this is news to me, is some like famous foodie, which I don't even know if that's a thing. A famous yeah. foodie. I think that's a there big are, thing. Are you kidding? That is a huge. Aren't you on Insta? Isn't that like what Instagram is? It's just like people are like check out this uh, burger. Yeah, but I don't think anyone self identifies as a famous foodie. Do well, they? I mean, I, maybe the famous appellation was given to him, but mm. I mean, the man looks like he enjoys a. Uh, a is he a gourmand? A, well, no, gourmand. All right, he is not. Let's settle this once and for all, because Liz <laughs> and I had this <laughs> argument in person. If someone's a gourmand, Young that means also was it this argument? Yes, well. yeah, yeah, true, true. A if someone is a gourmand, that implies a certain degree of corpulence. A foodie is a let's say mm. health health conscious gourmand. So you Still, don't think a foodie is like a? Mm, I see. You think it's like not as decadent. A gourmand is somebody who eats their stuffed pig and then. <laughs> sucks their fingers afterwards. Your gla- the glaze still on your fingers is sucked mm. off. Whereas uh, a foodie is like a way more kind of like kind of like denuded the the technocrat gourmand where it's the, like I'm just like distance and take a photo. The know? gourmand doesn't need to take a picture. The gourmand's eating. Yeah. That's the thing is the gourmand isn't there for the for the the, the lights and the glamour and the insta. The gourmand might not even have an Instagram. The yeah, gourmand yeah, yeah. is just out there being like, "Your most decadent chocolate, please." That's like, you see. Yeah. I mean, the gourmand, I, I believe- gourmand's got gout. Oh my god! Does the the gourmand's gout is so bad, and the gourmand is quick to tell you it's not from beer, brother. It's from those rich meats I eat. Yeah, the foie gras. <laughs> another, another, another chop, please. The gourmand. <laughs> what's the when, once, I love once, this new character. Once, the once Chaz changed his name to Chop, the gourmand. <laughs> I love the first flight to Seattle. Is there is there meal service here? The gourmand is so hungry, and he gets there. He's like, 
what? How come the Liberation Garden only has these two tomatoes in it here? What's that very rare bird that they that like the only like I don't know like two of the princes of Austria can eat in a year or something? It's like the most decadent, like oh, I don't rich. Know. It's a tiny, tiny bird that you eat whole. And it's you like eat the for- whole bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they do it with a veil over their head to hide the shame from God. Yes, really? yes. My God. Well, that <laughs> is the gourmand. The gourmand eats three. <laughs> the gourmand will eat a sparrow if it's offered to him, as long as it's cooked in a decadent way. For the gourmand, eating is something almost of like a, 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 a not a sexual nature, but it's it's a it's a close cousin to it. The mm. gourmand's every hair on his body stands fully erect, like and at attention, much like a soldier in the Austro-Hungarian army would in about 1916. Yeah, a, he proudly waddles from restaurant to restaurant in Vienna's old eating district, having <laughs> having <laughs> <This voice laughs> suckling on a kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps a perhaps a roasted apple and it, imbibing a delicious port mm-hmm. the gourmand gets mad at that seinfeld episode where he eats the sandwich while he's trying to have sex he's like why are you having sex <laughs> and why is such a small sandwich anyways that's what a gourmand a foodie is just like oh look i got a i got yeah. a, a, a a pizza they don't make gourmands like they used to you know what i mean no they do not Okay, so Tom Parker Bowles, back mm-hmm. to him. He was the, like this little piece in the Telegraph says, the subject of a sting operation yeah. where basically it was plastered all over the news of the world in 1999 that he was caught on tape uh, tr- like trying to get drugs. It's such a, I gotta say, it's such a budget sting for today's like standpoint. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't yeah. even like it's it's like him trying to get coke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he literally he can't even get it for yeah. some reason, or he's like not going to get it. Yeah, and it's at like a party in Cannes too, which feels very millennial. Um, like you know, I mean, Y two K feels very Y two Y two K. Um, yeah. but yeah, okay. So the the the. To to circle back because we got a little distracted by the gourmand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what they're saying is that one of the witnesses for the prosecution, possibly even one of the accusers of Ghislaine Maxwell, I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, we can get to that. Uh, was a part of the sting operation that entrapped Mr. Tom Parker Bowles, son of the Duchess of Cornwall stepson of prince charles uh for the daily news and was or sorry for the news of the world and mm-hmm. was paid uh 40,000 pounds for it now what's interesting is that if you do a little bit of digging you can actually we were looking for the original story right because we're like who is this woman maybe there's some information on her maybe this mm-hmm. is a person that we can connect some dots can't find a copy of the story anywhere I can find an image of the actual article, like of the paper and the whatever, but I can't find a copy of the damn thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I looked around before I kind of, I'll be real. I gave up pretty quickly on that because I realized it's not going to have, I mean, it, so the, the, the reporting from the telegraph on this makes it unclear 
on a couple of things. It makes it unclear as to whether she's a witness or whether she is a victim or what what that is because the two words are used in that reporting and the, in the re-reporting of it kind of interchangeably. But it's also, I mean, they're not going to, because the, the way it's, 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 it's said is that she helped the world of the news get news this of story, the world. News of the world, excuse me, get this story, right? Now, news of the world was sort of famous for doing like sting operations using young, pretty female journalists. We do have the name of that young, pretty female journalist. However, it's like, again, it's a little unclear, although I, you and I were talking about this yesterday. I do think it's probably one and the same here that yeah, like this girl knew Tom Parker Bowles and it was like, and that's how the introduction kind of came along because she was a very young reporter, probably hired to do this for that specific reason. Um, but it is a, it is, it is entrapment. It's so funny too, because it's 40,000 pounds for entrapment of basically a guy being like, uh, I think there's Coke over there. <laughs> like he's not even like, do you want to do a bump in the bathroom with me? He's like, uh, I did. Co-. He he says like, I did a line last night with a woman I met. Like, yeah. 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 And then that. he's like, but I can't actually help you get drugs. And they just plastered his photo from the party mm-hmm. on the front of the paper. And it says, this is Camila's son high on Coke. Yeah. Fucking idiot. You got to be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're totally going to coke. I need you to hang out with me for the rest of the night and also maybe have sex with me. And I am sh- I will definitely get it for you. Yeah. But they didn't perfect that maneuver until Vice started like a few years later, I think. So, <laughs> Well, you said that this was like something that the, the, the papers were famous for. And News of the World was definitely famous for it. There was this guy at the time who was the editor of it, Phil Hall, mm-hmm. who actually was the successor to Piers Morgan, who was there before, and which is yes. just like fucking the British tabloids are incredible. Mm-hmm. What an what a machine. But um it there was a story uh, or a kind of a profile on him and and how he would secure and get these these um insane sting operations and these kind of insane celebrity or society gotchas. And they called it Hall's Angels, which doesn't really work that well. I guess it's like no, Hall's it Angels, doesn't. but I don't think it works. That does tie into something we'll talk about in a sec, though. But they said, just like the tabloid tale it produces, the now fabled stable. God, I love the way pa- these papers write. Let mm-hmm. me say that one more time because it's so good. The now fabled stable of Hall's Angels is both scary and sexy. Its members are attractive female news of the world reporters, reportedly between the ages of 24 and 26, specifically recruited by editor Phil Hall for their ability to charm the pants off misbehaving men in high places. And so what he would do is he would literally be like, oh, you want to get your start in uh, journalism? Uh, Come work for me and pose as a society girl and go entrap a bunch of, I don't know, famous young partying men and get them on tape saying something crazy. Yeah. And it, it's, it seems it's, it's a very funny sort of practice that they really perfect. I mean, news of the world uh, got into trouble for a couple other things involving, let's say, spy craft later in their in their uh the the publication's existence um but we think it might be nadia cohen because a it doesn't make sense that she would really need an introduction to tom parker bowels to get that line from him you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just asking a, if you're a pretty girl asking a guy like that to how to get coke he's going to tell you he doesn't need like Oh yeah, this is me. This is me. This is me. Bird from the school days. I'm gonna tell you. Know, she, she needs to ask you a question there. 
Well, Brace, we've been kind of talking around this. The 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 article here calls it a honey trap. We've called it a honey pot. But can you, in all of your wisdom and thirty two years on this planet, the the mm-hmm. uh, all all that you've learned yes. traversing the world, can you explain to our listeners what exactly a honey pot is? Well, before I really get into it, I want to be clear. There's a few different kinds of like honey pot, honey trap sort of situations you can you can be in. Mm. We've talked about on the show several times about honey, what, what we would call like honey pots. Uh, you know, specifically that Michigan militia that was going to get mm. uh, you know, Governor Whitmer. That was like a right. kind of classic honey pot type situation that really doesn't have anything to do with sex. It's just like creating this sort of that um, we know of. That we know of, of course. These guys could be <laughs> sucking and fucking behind the scenes. We don't. Um, and, you know, it's it's this sort of, you know, it's, it, it, it draws people in and it's essentially like, I don't want to say a form of entrapment, although it really it be, is. You know, it is. But yeah. it, it traps you essentially by giving you something that you sort of want or, or offering you membership of an organization that is from its either inception or very early on. Uh, uh, penetrated and sort of drawing you in to do more and more illegal acts. I'm trying to keep up the sex. Liz <laughs> raised her eyebrows there. <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> but I think a lot of the ways that people sort of classically use it. You know, I read yesterday actually that it was invented by John Lacar um, or John Lacar. Really? I never never actually I learned Lacare. how to pronounce it. Um, Lacare. And there's there's actually a bunch of examples from all throughout his work. I think one of the more famous ones would be Bill Hayden from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's fucking Anne, uh, very famously, but he's of course a a little doing a little bisexual stuff there and having hey. sex with some other guys, uh, and, and banging around <laughs> what is the circus they call it. Um and that, I think, is really the more familiar version of, of what we're talking about here. So apparently, John Le Carre actually coined that term, although mm. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I, it I read feels it a couple as old as time. It feels – well, the concept itself is as old as time. I mean, it's a very, very, very like – it's like a classic example of it. It used to be called, in a lot of sort of manuals I read, sexpionage. Uh, and they would refer mm. to like stuff yeah, that you would learn during this – yeah. Oh, they were they were big time uh, proponents of it, and especially the East Germans. Um, yeah. I think they actually made a TV show about East German Romeo spies. They called mm. them because they had male Romeos? sex pots that they would send oh. up there. I know, but baby doll, they will break your heart. <laughs> but to give you like a little example of how this would work, I'm going to have to. I'm going to. We're going to have to go on a little journey with me. So I want you all to sort of. I want you to, especially if you're driving, take a deep breath. Put the pedal to the metal and close your eyes. My name is Helmut. I am a naval attache at the Estonian embassy in Djibouti. I am there to help the proud Djiboutins refit some of their fishing trawlers into armed fishing trawlers in order to stave off the threat of piracy or internal but seaborne enemies. I, of course, am high up in the naval uh, hierarchy of the proud seafaring nation of Estonia. And I'm there, you know, attached to this diplomatic, but also a little bit intelligence and military posting out there at the embassy. 
Now, one day I'm having a glass of a local bitter spirit at a cafe on a boulevard, one of the many boulevards in this city. I'm sitting there reading my Kindle. I am uh, reading uh, about the, well, whole, what am I reading? I am reading, I am reading, I'm getting stuck in a loop here, Liz. What am I reading? The New Yorker. I'm reading the New Yorker Estonian edition. <laughs> and up comes a bosomy, just massively endowed woman swinging from side to side like some kind of pendulum. She looks at me. She is also, I can tell, she is a she is a uh, she is a fellow European. She kicks over the table that I'm sitting at sits down and spreads her legs fatal attraction style to show me the entirety of her pussy. I am entranced. It's like looking into the eye of Sauron and I go into a sort of fugue state. She says, Hey, I'm uh, an American woman named Velma who's here on vacation. Do you want to have sex? I'm so horny. And of course I say, absolutely. Wow. You Americans are so forward. She leads me by the hand to a motel, uh, one of the many motor lodges dotting Djibouti. Onto the table of the motel, right by the bed, she places her purse with the broad side of it facing me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, or fellas, actually, ladies, don't listen to this part. Fellas, if a woman ever puts her purse down around you, fair game to go through it. You're looking for money. You're looking for psych meds. But really... You're looking to see if she's a foreign agent, registered or not. Regardless, back to the story. She and I make insane love for like seven, eight minutes. Like crazy sweating, like pouring, dripping, all fucked up, disgusting. Ew, oh. Like there's like little kids like like cupping their hands to the windows like it's Christmas. They'll go, ew, oh man. Oh, you can milk that? And uh, then, of course, I fall into a, a slumber, a deep slumber after I expel myself. And uh, when I wake up uh, 30 seconds later, she's gone. And her purse, which I did not rifle through, is replaced by a note. And in scrawled Estonian, it says, ha ha, you fucking idiot. I'm actually a Latvian. And not only am I a Latvian, I'm a Latvian who works for the Latvian Secret Service. And not only did I tape us having sex, I also taped you telling me all about Estonia's Navy while we were having sex. Even though I didn't ask you to do that. Which, which, by the way, my bad. I figured women do want to know about that stuff. They don't. Uh, and she says, if you don't continue to tell me all of Estonia's secrets, both naval and otherwise. I'm going to show this fucking tape to your weird, freaky wife back in Estonia and your neurodivergent in child. And they're going to freak out and divorce you. And you're going to go to prison because cheating on your wife is a crime in Estonia. And after that, ladies and gentlemen, I and all of Estonia's naval secrets are forever in her grasp. And the grasp of Latvia. That's a honeypot. That's a honeypot. <laughs> well, and, and you might be like, that's such a stupid fucking example. And yes, we are being hyperbolic there, but that's actually really not so far off from the truth. And this has been a constant 
in Spycraft. Basically, around the same time people were like, having sex can lead me to learning things, mm. people have been doing it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not even that... I mean, I don't think that's even that exaggerated. I, it really, it it really isn't whatsoever. We were looking, we were talking about the case of Eric Swalwell. I can't say his name. Eric Swalwell. More like more Eric Swallow that word because I'm not going <laughs> to fucking be able to pronounce it correctly. First of all, change your name. I hate the way this man looks too. Oh my god, Jason Sudeikis ass looking motherfucker. No, you know what he looks like? He looks like a like fucked up evil clone, more evil clone. Actually, he might be the good clone of Gavin Newsom, but he's of that mold. His face looks like an Eric. Hate it. But he was he was honey trapped. <laughs> yeah, he really tried to cover his ass, but funny enough, Tucker Carlson like didn't let him. <laughs> Which is really funny. It came out that this woman, Christine Fang, who- Or Fang Fang. Yeah, she went by Fang Fang, which is a very cool name, uh, embedded herself basically in San Francisco Bay Area politics, like local level politics. She was enrolled at like uh, East Bay State University or whatever. Not Diablo. Yeah, something like that. And she, it came out that she had like, through her time here- it wasn't just like local uh, San Francisco and Bay Area politicians she was attaching herself to, but she also slept with like two Midwestern mayors as what ended up being part of allegedly a big Chinese intelligence campaign, <laughs> which is really funny. She, um, yeah, she met Eric Swalwell mm-hmm. when he was still just like a city council member in Dublin, which is Dublin Pleasanton, by the way, not Ireland, Dublin mm-hmm. Pleasanton. This is a Dublin Pleasanton bound train um shout out to my homies back home uh but yeah she kept like close ties with him through his election to congress which then you know he was a representative and he was on the like house House intelligence Intelligence committee committee yeah Yeah. which is an oxymoron if i ever heard one yeah more like house dummy committee because Mm -hmm. it came out (laughs) that the fbi went to question him because oops he slept with the chinese spy Yes. And it's funny too, because if you look at her other targets, mm. they are like the mayor of Fremont. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, from what I've read, and granted, this is, this is, you know, reporting about a Chinese spy in America. So I would take some of it with a grain of salt, but it makes sense from a spycraft sort of angle mm. is that she was like, well, or, or rather probably her handlers were like, well, these guys are losers now, or like, you know, they're, they're kind of nobodies on the national scene now, but Eggs hatch chickens, right? And those chickens grow up to be roosters. And those roosters can sometimes grow up to be dogs. And so, you know, it's like they they sort of have these people in their back pocket. Yeah. Um, Also, the FBI started looking into her in like 2015 and then, whoops. She split the country. She's out. Can't Mm -hmm. find her. Fang Fang, out of there. She was fundraising for him for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, Tulsi Gabbard. Which uh-huh. I'm just gonna put it out there. You think they hooked up? I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that at least Fang Fang tried. Just and given the vibes, Ro Khanna as well, who oh, yeah. is a guy that give he's got to stop posting. Shut up, Ro Khanna. Why don't you go over there? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think. Oh my god. Um, but you know, it's it's like 
again, there are several different reasons to actually honey trap someone. So A, you could have blackmail, right? Mm. So in the case of our Estonian naval attache, yes. he doesn't want his wife and kids knowing that he had penetrated. What was his name? Helmut. Helmut. Yes. Well, he's an Estonian German, so actually mm. kind of a suspect type of person in the first place. Um, but uh, he had, you know, he doesn't want his wife and, and kid because he's actually they only have one kid. Um, Finding out that he 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 fucked right, yeah. and so that tape exists. He doesn't want that tape to get sent to them. But there's a couple of other reasons too to to honey honey trap somebody. One is that you could actually like sort of gain this degree of intimacy with them, right? So mm-hmm. say that I'm 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 sleeping with Eric Swalwell, right? Ugh. God forbid, but say that's the case. <laughs> uh, you know. On in the pillow, I'd be like, "Oh, how's work?" Like, "Oh, that Kevin McCarthy, he is so gay." <laughs> you know, is he? And you know, <laughs> right, stuff right. like that. And like, you know, sure. try to, you know, especially House Intelligence Committee, try yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out stuff that you know. I mean, that that, that seems like a like pretty much a no. How long there. is AOC out for her BBL? You know, or whatever. Exactly. Is she going to get a BBL belly button? One of these, you know, these types of questions. They're important stuff. Mm. Um. And, uh, you know, another way is just to also just build these relationships too. You know, you don't necessarily need yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you don't necessarily need to like, I mean, you would get information out of them, but you also sort of have this person as like a trusted contact sure. too. And so that seems to be what Fang Fang was doing too. Yeah. You like have a really, a longstanding relationship with someone. I mean, it's even better too, if you can like track it back, like years and years, these go, you know, you can have like a relationship with someone for like 10 years and you guys become really close. And then it's like, oh, Hey, we're so close and we get along so well, maybe we should start a podcast. And then you like start a podcast together and you see where that goes and it gets, you know, a big Mm -hmm. audience and you still have your trusted confidant, but you can still. We hooked up. Ew, no. What? (laughs) Oh, this is okay. Okay, all right. Sorry, I, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, like that could possibly happen to somebody else. You're saying <sighs> Felix and Will hooked up. <laughs> yes, exactly. But no, here's but, the thing. What? What's the thing? Now, what's funny about this is there's just like kind of like a funny little uh, cosmic kiss here because if one of Ghislaine, the one of the witnesses or perhaps accusers of Ghislaine, was herself a honey trapper of mm-hmm. a kind we believe that Ghislaine and Epstein were also of course involved in their own honey trapping blackmailing videotaping possible extortion scheme uh having you know taped a lot of famous people with underage girls allegedly for years so this is actually a really important point because a, a really a, a big sort of focus point for me for the Epstein stuff is the fact that like, yes, these people are pedophiles. Yes, they're perverts. Yes, they hang out with rich and famous people. But they're not like, they're not doing that in a void, right? I mean, one thing that is noted by so, so, so many people about Jeffrey Epstein is that his houses were wired up with cameras. Yes. Now, obviously, you don't need to walk very far to get to the next point there which is that if the houses are wired up with cameras, that means that their footage exists of all of these different politicians, business leaders, uh, you know, religious figures, et cetera, podcasters. are on tape, podcasters, are on tape having sex with children, right? Mm. And those tapes are very important. Now, we don't know for sure who was running Epstein or like, you know, we, you can have your guesses. It could be 
He was following in the footsteps of his dear Milady Ghislaine's father and doing it for Israel. It could be for America. It could be for his own self. And it could be writing these tapes out, maybe like a blockbuster style. Mm. We don't know. There's no solid proof. You can have conjectures, but we have no solid proof in any direction there. Hopefully, we'll be getting some more from this trial. But I think that's a really, I mean, my God, you know, they're going to try to impeach, uh, you know, one of the reasons this is being brought up is because Ghislaine's team is going to try to impeach the character of this young woman or of this probably middle-aged woman now uh, when she takes a stand. Um, But, you know, it's uh, hardly could mention the honey trapping thing here because this is a trial of, of possibly one of the most prolific honey trappers. I'll be real. If she, if they, if if these tapes exist, which I there is absolutely evidence that they do, then she's one of the most prolific honey trappers of the 20th century and 21st century. Well, you mentioned that she was following in her father's footsteps, and that's another funny little cosmic kiss because mm-hmm. her father was one of the most prolific honey trappers in history, and also a man of the tabloids. Yes. So he was involved with, I mean, there's so much to get into with Robert Maxwell that we do not have time or, or to get into today. But Maxwell was um, closely connected, I should say, an integral part. And certainly his publication was an integral part of the honey trapping of a guy named Mordecai Venunu. <laughs> so sorry. I know. I love I'm it. sure you pronounce Vanunu. it actually differently, but I've only ever Vanunu. read it. I guess I watched a documentary on once. No, it's Venunu. It's Venunu. So as many people, as you might have heard from liars and anti-Semites, Israel allegedly has nuclear weapons. Big whoop, you know? Okay, great. So it is nuclear. Who doesn't? Who in the Middle East doesn't have nuclear weapons? (laughs) Or any other country. Yes. Um, so Mordecai Venunu was an Israeli technician who worked at the Demona nuclear facility from 1976 till about 1985. And he was, it's actually an interesting choice for him to have worked there. Um, I mean, maybe in the seventies less so, but certainly by the eighties, a, a interesting, interesting choice. Uh, I'm not casting any aspersions on him. I'm just saying they're stupid for doing this because he had, as his security file noted, left-wing and pro-Arab beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he managed to get, uh, you know, to work at this top secret nuclear facility. Oh, but don't worry. We're not, we're not building nuclear bombs here. We never do something like that. No, we're doing the other kind of nuclear thing. Exactly. We're like, uh, we're it's a, like uh, the power of this place. Anyways, the guy is made redundant in 1985, meaning he is laid off. But uh, he manages to take a lot of photographs of the facility and basically, you know, get what's essentially incontrovertible. Am I doing that right? Yeah. Okay. Incontrovertible proof that, yes, this is what everyone suspects, a fucking nuclear bomb facility. So he gets fired in 85 and goes on this long journey to the east and finds himself, becomes a Christian, moves to Australia. I didn't and there, know while painting, I know, yeah, I think yes, he did. Uh, in fact, he hmm. was going to uh, give a lot of the money he was going to be paid for the story to the church. Interesting. Um, so he's living in Australia, and he he's painting church walls. I think at this point, and he meets this Colombian freelance journalist named Oscar Guerrero. Gotta say, this Guerrero guy, not a not a great fella. Mm. But Guerrero's like, yo, you have incontrovertible proof that. Israel is building nuclear weapons. We have to sell this. 
Mm-hmm. And so he sort of tries to broker this story for for Venunu to all these different publications, Newsweek, Time. They all turn him down. They're like, no, that's fake. Also, they should be able to do it anyways. But finally, the Sunday Times over there in uh, jolly old uh, gray pea soup fog England says, we'll bite and we'll fly Venunu out here to London. So Oscar sees Venunu's little tight little tushy getting on that airplane. He's like, fuck, bro. Like, I'm never going to get this money. If you just go. Yeah, it's not fair. If you just go. That was Um, my idea. Exactly. So his ass gets on a plane too, goes to London. And so while Venunu is over at the Sunday Times, who are checking up on this story, right? Like they're 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 you know, they're writing out this story. It takes a little while. It's a explosive, no pun intended, story. So they, you know, they're kind of crossing their T's and stuff. Oscar goes to a little publication called the Daily Mirror. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's a coincidence that he ended up there, by the way. No. And the Daily Mirror is owned by one Robert Maxwell. Speaking of gourmands. <sighs> the gourmand I mean, of gourmands. Gourmands, gourmand. My God. A gourmands, gourmand. There are so many descriptions. If you ever read about Robert Maxwell in any link, <sighs> you cannot avoid descriptions of him sucking his fingers dry of food. So- while the Times is doing all this boring journalism, Suckling. Oscar presents the Daily Mirror, who are sort of notorious for paying for stories. With like, he has his copies of these photographs, and he's like, "Oh, look at this shit!" And he's trying to get a quick payday and sort mm-hmm. of cut, uh, cut Venunu out of the picture. Now, yes, we mentioned Robert Maxwell, a a agent for Mossad, is mm-hmm. the owner of the Daily uh, of the Daily Mirror. But the foreign editor at the mirror is a guy named Nicholas Davies, who was at the time was a Fleet Street, you know, kind of high society British cutout for Israeli arms dealing to Iran via Mossad at that time. Mm, so there's a company called Which, Oral of course, Limited. he's working for Maxwell. I mean, there's a link there. There is a link there. Although yeah. Robert Maxwell found out that Nicholas Davies himself worked for Mossad because Robert Maxwell was spying on the phone calls of everybody who worked for him. And he, he realized that at one point, Nicholas Davies was on the phone with a guy and you know talking in these sort of you mm. know, spy terms with a guy that Maxwell himself knew from his visits to Israel to be a Mossad agent. That's not very efficient. Yeah, so Nicholas Davies, of course, you know, these this proof that Israel has the nuclear weapons comes into this Maxwell Davies publication and they immediately go to Israel. Mm. Is they demand copies of the photographs which are sent to Israel and Maxwell himself dictates an article basically smearing Guerrero, Venunu and the photographs as fraudsters and fakes. They publish this giant portrait of Venunu on the front page. By the way, no actual story has come out in the Subway Sunday Times at this point. So this is the first people are hearing about it. At this point, Venunu's in hiding. And he's being like, the guys at the Sunday Times are like, dude, you cannot go outside. Like, there is obviously some shady shit going on here. Like, hang tight. At this time, all of these Mossad uh, sort of agents, or uh, they're more like assets in in London, are going like door to door trying to find Venunu using the Sunday <laughs> Times page as their guide. But Venunu is like, "Fuck, man! Like, I want to get outside. I want to see the sights." I mean, he's a little bit of a spacey guy, and he convinces his 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 Sunday Times handlers to let him go out. Mm-hmm. Of course, they send a guy to surreptitiously follow him, but you know, he convinces them to let him go out. And while he's standing there, possibly observing even Big Ben itself, a beautiful American woman named 
Cheryl Bentova. I think that's actually her. That's her real name. Her. her I can't, can't remember exactly her. Yeah, yeah, her, I can't. Uh, her, her. I think it's Nina. Is is the is the code name she's Cindy? going by? Cindy. Cindy. It's Cindy. Yeah. This beautiful woman bumps into him. It's like, oh, he, he, oh, oh, oh a, wow, you're a silly American. Oh, you're oh, so handsome. That's so crazy. He would oh later God. describe her as like a Charlie's Angel type, which is a, oh. a cute little, yeah, exactly. Um, turns out that uh, she is actually an agent from Mossad, uh, who was recruited after she married a male Mossad agent, and. Um, so she is like, oh, this Sunday Times story is taking so long. Why don't we pop over to Italy to my sister's apartment where we can go there and eat pasta and have sex? So Venunu is not a guy who gets a lot of pussy by all accounts. Like, I'm serious. This is this is by all accounts. The guy is he's not getting a lot of girls. And so he's like, absolutely, let's go. Flies with uh, flies with Cindy over here to Italy. Opens the door of the apartment where he's beaten by Mossad agents, injected with a drug, put onto an ambulance, taken to a speedboat, taken to a freighter, uh, and then shipped into Haifa, the port there, and then put on a very quick trial and then stuck in solitary confinement for 18 years. Sunday Times loses their big witness, and that's that. So, Venunu here is honey-trapped. As part of this giant operation that Robert Maxwell himself plays mm-hmm. an integral role of. And it all comes back, baby. It all comes back. All comes look at Ghislaine back. on the stand now for being a honey trapper herself. A quick addendum. Cheryl Bentova now is a real estate agent in Florida. Really? Yes. Fascinating. She's like, what's, the, what's, the, what's one more Jewish job I could get besides working for Mossad? That's it. I got to say, I am very excited for the trial. Me too. Yes. Also, because it's you and me, arm in arm, you know. At the freaking courthouse. Go into the courthouse every morning. Shamiro, shamado. Haven't I done? What is it again? What? I, I, I truly don't know. Shamiro, shamado? What is it? What, I, Chomsky, what is it? Come on, you what, know. It's from Laverne I, and Shirley, right? Yeah, Laverne oh, and Shirley. Gotcha. That's you and me. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna be like Ernie. Laverne and Shirley, Kermit no, and Miss Piggy. Like, uh, who are another duo? Like, like Johnny Thunders and David Johansson. That's not what it's gonna be like <laughs> at the all. The only other duo I could think, like uh, Greg Ginn and Henry Rollins. Weird. You're a Rollins-esque figure, really? You think? Wow, you took that as a compliment. No, we're both. We got two goofuses. Yeah. Listen, I'm just glad not to be on the docket, baby. Look, I'm all going. I'm saying is, you know, you can go to the regular papers for your coverage. You can go and see all the news that's fit to print over at the old New York Crimes and the like. Or you can come to these two goofuses. Who are you going to trust? Exactly. Somebody who's, who's going to tell you how bad she looks in the courtroom. Exactly. Who's here is going to try to do a spitball through a straw at her and see if I can get her attention. 
Who, you know what? Who else is going to make the court ca- case about him but me when I stand <laughs> up and give a speech on how she shouldn't have done that? I know. You got to stop reading To Kill a Mockingbird. That's what, what I keep saying. I could see that you are taking some notes. <laughs> I just rehearse, give his speech from the end yeah. of that. That would be, yeah, that would be, that would be effective. Clarence um, Darrow himself. Christ, if we, get, ba- if we get banned from the courtroom, we're going to be insane. You owned. should wear a white suit, I just decided. A white suit. You want suit? me to get a white suit? That would be so annoying to be a guy. To just, I mean, at least the court sketch artist will do me. She'll put Did me in Did you see there. that they were like, we don't want people, to, we don't want court sketch artists anymore. Did really? She said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. She's taking a notes on the wine scene. You know, I found out a lot of people I've talked to in casual mm. conversation don't know that there is a nude sketch of Harvey Weinstein from the court case where you can see that he doesn't have a penis. Oh yeah. The paper is, you look, his people, you know, the gay mafia over that runs Hollywood, they mm-hmm. kept that one out of the papers. But I'm I, telling you right now, dear listeners, please, you know what? Fuck it. We might link to it because you got to see this thing. I got, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't even, first of all, people don't even know that Harvey Weinstein's dick fell off because he ate too unhealthily. It fell off. It fell Harvey off. Harvey Weinstein does not have a working, a, 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 he is not, it does not possess a penis that you would recognize as such. He is a grotesque, Let's say a a reimagine a reboot of a penis, right? He's got like the gritty, grim reboot yeah, yeah, of a yeah. regular penis. This is going the like Marvel there. Joker version of a penis, exactly. So he's got like a like a leprous nub down between his thighs. You know what I gotta say? What this is the fate of the gourmand? Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> but for the true gourmand, he strayed from the path. The true gourmand cares not a whit for pleasures, well, pleasures of the flesh, yes, but his own, and the flesh of <coughs> succulent animals. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't, I shan't, I shan't desire to see the undulating skin of a belly dancer of Calcutta. Nay, I prefer to <coughs> sup on the sweet, delicious flavors of a glazed pork belly of a pig. <laughs> uh, the gourmand likes two things. He likes to eat, but he also loves to laugh. <laughs> it's such a genuine laugh. I know. the, the gourmand. tickled. The, la- the gourmand is tickled. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, gourmands have been given, like Fat Bastard is a gourmand. Get in my belly! Come on! He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's, ate a baby. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, <laughs> why? That's, that's the gourmand exper- Breaking Bad. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's a villain <laughs> gourmand right yeah. there. Yeah, we need more positive depictions of gourmand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gourmand um, diversity. One one last thing we should mention is that it's possible that Boris Johnson, the <laughs> prime minister, which is the version of president that they have of Britain, had uh, sex with Ghislaine Maxwell. That is pure <laughs> conjecture, but it's based. On a little bit of hinting. Yeah, there was a great, um, I don't know what to call it, op-ed? Memoir? Yes. <laughs> Personal no, essay? Op-ed. <laughs> yes, op-ed. Uh, in the, what was it, The Telegraph? Spectator. Uh, no, it, it was, was The spectator. spectator. Of course it's The Spectator. So yeah. I hate The Spectator. The Spectator is spiked of the upper crust set of Britain. Yes. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I just an incredible, incredible piece. Uh, it seems very clear that Boris Johnson had sex with Colleen Maxwell. So it's called. It's by Rachel Johnson, his uh, his sister, and it's called. It's hard not to pity Ghislaine Maxwell. And then the subhead is: We met briefly at Oxford, <laughs> which is an insane subhead. And it starts out this week. I'm having puppies. First litter. The Johnsons were not doggy, as we always moved around too much. Blah blah blah. Talks about a dog for a while. Uh, since my beloved mother died, I've become an executor, and that blah 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 keeps going down on that. And then it's like the fifth paragraph down. I mean, this is just like, what are my thoughts? What what are my thoughts of the of the week? Yeah. It's hard not to feel a bat squeak of pity for Ghislaine Maxwell. A bat squeak. Yes, five hundred days in county in solitary confinement. I intersected briefly with her at Oxford as a fresher. I wandered into Balliol JCR one day in, in search of its subsidi- subsidized breakfast granola and Nast Cafe offering and found found a shiny glamazon with naughty eyes holding court astride a table, a high-heeled boot resting on my brother Boris's thigh. The Ubermensch himself. Yes. She gave me a pitying glance, but I did manage to snag an invite to her party in Headington Hill Hall. Uh even though I wasn't in the same college as her and Boris. I have a memory of her father, Bob, coming out in a toweling robe and telling us all to go home. Oof. So a quick thing about Robert Maxwell is according to his maids, he would wipe his ass with a towel instead of toilet paper and he pissed the bed every night. So God knows what the what the Alcoholic. actual- What he was toweling himself off from there. Uh, I'm sure Fairweather friends would not reveal they went to a Ghislaine Maxwell party. As Barbara Amiel's brilliant memoir, Friends and Enemies, proves, you only know your, who your real chums are when you're in the gutter. So I guess she's saying she was her real friend in the same breath as she's saying she wasn't. You know what? Don't get it. Why, but would, I would, you, love why to see, would you write this? You don't have to write this. You don't have. If my brother was a prime minister, one of my number one things would be like, not implying that he had sex with a pedophile woman. The the Johnsons, the family Johnsons, are they are a family of you Terps. don't have to do that. Yeah. It's everything Listen, they do. You don't have to do that. You this don't have would to never say happen that. to a Pasha. Yeah. <laughs> No, never, never, never. And listen, any of you, any of you people out there have ever seen seen me getting my thighs stomped by a pedophile? Don't repeat that in print in twenty years. Okay. Okay, I won't. I promise. Thank you. All right, good. That was directed at you. Well, let's close this out. I'm Liz. My name. <laughs> Wait, I want to say the next time yes. you guys hear from us will be from the trial. Indeed. Yes, it will. Yeah. So in person, in the flesh. Yeah. You and yeah. me, baby. Downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. No one yeah, get we, COVID. They confiscate your phone and your laptop and all that kind of thing. I can't and, wait to watch you squirm. What are you going to do for eight hours without your phone? What the fuck are you talking about? First <laughs> of all, I'm going to th- ball up napkins and throw them at the back of your head. No, Second of not. all- I'm not going to be on my phone the whole time. I mean, I can't be on my phone the whole time. Yeah, because you're not going to have it. Yeah, I'm going to be writing. What are you going to be writing? My memoir. Oh, great. Yeah. No, I'm going to be taking scrupulous notes on this fucking trial. And also, we have to come out with- We we have to come up- We should- Well, yeah, for some of the expert witness stuff, maybe. Speaking of expert witnesses, got a thing or two to say about this, one of the defenses. But, I I mean, we're going to have to be writing the fucking notes what we're going to say that goddamn night, baby doll. So that's how I'm going to be doing, preparing yeah. our, our show for the listeners. That's right. We have some but super, yes. super special coverage coming up right here. 
Trunon, these two, Goofus mm-hmm. and Goofus, the only coverage that matters, the only coverage you can trust by these guys. And what are our names? I'm Liz. myself while i go by many names the devourer gary glutton (laughs) this this the suckling pig's master oof turkey leg (laughs) but you shall know me as the gourmand and who is our succulent producer well, that would be young Chomsky, whose ooh thighs I would like to take a bite out of right now. Fried in a bit of oil, no seed oil, just vegetable. Crispy and crusty and fattened with a syringe. Have you seen that Seinfeld where Kramer where uh Kramer starts like getting going insane from the chicken house? I can't remember whatever the, the lights from the chicken house, and then he sees Jerry as a chicken. No. As a roast chicken, rotisserie chicken. No, but seeing somebody as a roast bird, whether oh. it be chicken or a duck or or it's a or daily turkey, occurrence for the gourmand. I the the, the <laughs> if you it's like the they live glasses you put them on for the gourmand. <laughs> it's like oh my god, like that guy's a steamed ham. Like yeah, that yeah, chick's yeah. Just they a, have the little white a, hats on their hands. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. My walking stick is a ladle. <laughs> Everything when it rains. It's gravy, baby. Oh, it's all gravy. And the gourmand's gravy is thick and rich, much like the gourmand mysteriously is himself. <laughs> and with that, I shall go bite into a, what else do gourmands eat? Into a loaf of a sweet loaf. meat. Of sweet meat. Gourmands Ooh. love sweet No, meat. you know what they love? A sweet what? bread. Ooh, a sweet bread. And like is that a, veal? Yeah, like, or like a, an organ meat. They love an organ meat. Uh-huh. Livers and onions are what I ate when I was a young up-and-coming gourmand. But now, <laughs> I might have the whole cow. We will see you guys next time at the trial. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.